Yeah, it was like half and half. It was it was half and half, half just random sunglasses. Like she had like some sunglasses that <laughs> look like the ones that you you take on that boat with the big fan on the back. <laughs> that, that's what you need those sunglasses for. What? Like you know you know those swamp boats. <laughs> I would take goggles on a swamp boat. I'm gonna be that, honest. That's kind of like they was those type of sunglasses. That's what they look like. But they were that, that big. They they was they was that type. Like the type of person would be out there on a swamp boat with a big fan on the back with those sunglasses on. But <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we here. You know, we bike, you know, yeah. we bike, we, we know y'all, we know y'all, we know y'all just been waiting to hear our voices. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I know. But we here again, we're going to talk about UFC 280. It went off. It snapped. It did all that. You know, it's me, Armani T and we got B in the building and it's the roundhouse round table. Hey, let's get it. I swear my glow up in lightning, hot ear something like lightning, this shit a hit on my psychic, she want me lick, I'm excited, see I feel that that's my business and that's why I'm business minded, need a push, get behind it, it's science, apply it, worst come to worst, she tried it, get a bag, get inspired, shoot your shot, it's the effort, I admire, you're hired, ain't nothing for friends at this point, my circle is smaller than point, I'd rather sit in their voice, than hearing a fake on their voice. <laughs> all right what's up b what's up overall what's your overall my feelings hurt you know? oh. my feelings been hurt all weekend but yeah i'm trying to get over it you know we're yeah. gonna bounce back it's a process it's really it a process it's a process it's like because yeah. you waiting for those few days afterwards to see if they're gonna say some wild shit like they're gonna retire or they gonna he go didn't. down the weight or something. He didn't. Something. He apologized to his fans. He said he gonna come back stronger. So I'm there like, with him. Like that's real. I was like, oh no, oh. Yeah, I saw the gloves coming off. I was like, wait a minute, like, don't do that. that. Don't please, don't do that. Don't go out like that. Mm-mm. But, but yeah, yeah, we we here talking about UFC 280. So we gonna get straight into it with the no cap recap, and we are gonna start it off with Carol Rosa versus Ling Landsberg. What do you think about this one, B? I wish I would have saw more elbows from the elbow queen. Uh, I guess she couldn't get them in there because Rosa kept taking her down, did a good job of keeping her on the ground. Uh, granted, that's how both of them lost their last fight to somebody else. So Rosa just took notes and she was able to get her down the first time in round one with no issues. And then that's what she just kept doing. That's, that was her game plan. And it was successful for her. Yeah. The takedowns were a big part. I will and, say this though, round one when there was no commentating, it was nice. I'm like, dang, <laughs> there's something off. Oh, there's no commentating. I, I was like, there's something that's not like, nagging me in the background. Yeah. It was the commentators, <laughs> and so it was nice not to have commentators trying to coach them how to get up out of positions because as soon as they came back on around two, around three, they would say, "This is what you need to do to get from that position." And I just want to know how fights would turn out if they didn't do that. Or, you know, yeah. if the fighters are giving y'all some of their purse, just say that. But y'all need to be a coach, <laughs> not a commentator, because that, exactly. that is so annoying because that do change the trajectory of the fights when y'all are telling people and explaining how to get out of things that is your bread and butter. And I don't think that's right. If they couldn't hear you, that's a different thing. 
but they can, they, they can hear you <laughs> loud and clear so it's literally just like you get people who actually do it have done it been in champion at the championship level and they're literally just giving their two cents on what they would do what that but that's what you got coaches for and they and they do change the trajectory of, of the fight like you'll see here dc say hey it would make more sense if he went to the single leg boom shoot for the single leg like uh that's coaching man but carosa came through did, did her thing the uh, majority decision and like you said the elbow queen was not showing all the elbows carosa she got a she got a point taken remember yeah carosa yeah but what i was about to say is like she came in with the elbows before Landsberg came in she got hit with an elbow hard and she was like damn i'm the elbow queen i remember yeah and she tried to throw some elbows after that but it wasn't it was it was kind of forced yeah. so carol rosa she came through like these young people they coming up and they and they staking their claim and she's starting now with the number 14 so shout out to carol rosa on getting that w she got the w the w yeah, is getting it done got, yeah. that's the that's the one yeah, yeah. next Muhammad Makayev versus Malcolm Gordon. This was a good fight. It was. Yeah. Malcolm was on the defense a lot. He did uh, an excellent job of not getting submitted those first two rounds. Um, and I think uh, had he had five more seconds in round two, he could have got the, the rear naked. It was in mm -hmm. deep. And then the bell went off and he mm -hmm. was trying to get back to that. And he couldn't. Ended up, you know, Muhammad got a an R-bar, and it was a smooth, elite transition. Couldn't yeah. be mad at it. There was nothing. I couldn't say nothing. Exactly. So, But it, it this was a good fight. Muhammad stayed active, and he was just swarming up, just giving him a hard time. Yeah, it was constant pressure, but at the same time, this is the most danger I've seen Makayev in. If this would have went round three, the way the judges were going, this might have just went Malcolm Gordon's way. Him getting that R-bar, he was on top. <laughs> he was on top, so like, if that arm bar didn't go, that would just be more time of him being on top. And he was actually landing and doing a ground and pound while he was getting positioned. And he was getting close to certain positions. And, and you know, he had plenty of time left. So I just wonder what would have happened. But but it's, it's good that, like, Makayev, he showed up like he does while he's undefeated. And yeah. uh, he got the job done, especially because this was probably one of his closest fights. Yeah. So I know for him, he probably felt like this was a bad fight for him. But at the same time, he's one of those guys that's about to go back to the drawing board and as if this was a loss. So yeah, uh, that's the that's why all the cop confidence and cockiness comes from. But Malcolm Gordon clearly is a fucking problem. Yeah, you know? agreed. So that's that's what I see from this. Like I see uh it's gonna be hard for other people to get past him, other flyweights to get past him. Flyweights start to look like bandweight. Yep. Let me if I'm if I'm the first one to say it, let it hey, flyweight is starting to look a little bit like bandweight. And Bantamweight and start is starting to level out right now, because we we seeing Peter Yan not the Peter Yan that we thought Peter Yan was. Oh, Peter Yon. we'll get. But well, we it. gonna get there. We we'll, we'll gonna get there. We gonna get there. You know this average fight. I don't know what his coaches was telling him, but it's Armin against AJ Dobson, and it to me it was like his coaches told him as long as you take him down and you defend it and not get hit or look like you've been hit you would do a good job. But if this fight was based off damage, AJ Dobson would have had it, you know, uh, hands down. He looked like he didn't even fight after 
this fight was done, but he was also on a defensive line. He didn't have a lot of activity. He did a good job of rolling his shoulders and doing everything right except being active. And if this was anything compared to the Sean O'Malley fight, which I think went off damage, which would make the most sense, AJ yeah. Dobson would have won. But see, now it's not, there's no consistency here. And it's just, it makes it hard. And I think you have to just make it over obvious that you were the better fighter in those situations. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what, what Petrosian did. He he put he just put more out there. So whether he was touching shoulders and yeah. touching air or slapping hands, slapping his uh, or AJ Dobson slapping his gloves, which was a lot of that, and catching his his kicks, which was a lot of that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, I I think that if they actually would have counted those punches, and I think some of some of them actually get counted. Sometimes he may have hit him on the shoulder or touched his shoulder or something like that. Or, and it wasn't yeah. something that affected him. They still counted as a, a body shot. Like, so I think I think that it's just the, the fact that he did put more out there, like you say, making it obvious. Like, but at the same time, it was if, if he was in a, a five round fight, I'm sure that that would have been a good way to go for AJ Dobson. Like, he he was fighting like he's in a, a championship five round fight, but at the same time, and he was the champion, and he don't got to put much out there, but he got to put he got to put it out there until it is that time. Because so, it's not that time right now. So the defense looked great. Wonderful. Armand Petrosian was just more so kind of just trying to walk through shit and you know, just kind of get it done. And that's what happened. He got it done. Uh AJ Dobson was elite at grabbing the feet. But you know, the higher you go up, those people were just gonna make that a question mark kick, and then that's gonna be a quick night for them. Sometimes it's cool to grab the feet, but other times, you know, just check it or check it, shoot the jab at the same time. Yeah, that's what Get I'm saying. He had opportunities to make it work in his his benefit, but he just chose to grab it just to show he can grab it. I don't know. You punch something, knock him over, hit him to the ground, take him to the ground. There's like limitless options. So I wanted more out of AJ Dobson. It was very frustrating watching that fight. And it almost looked like when he was punching, he was punching to touch him instead of trying to punch through. That's how you get that. power punches and stronger punches is just punching through the target. I'm pretty sure you you got plenty of pat hitting exp- just little little tidbits from me from from somebody who just know a little bit. I don't know too much, but you know I'm learning along the way. But I do know punching through the target is how you apply the the most force, um, and on at the right on the right place. Next, Abab Bukar Nurmagomedov versus Gazi Omar Gaziev. Nurmagomedov came through with the W, and this was Unanis. He just, you know, stayed dominant with the the wrestling. The wrestling would just carried him through. You know, this was one of those ones, and it was almost like uh, Gazi was giving him some issues on the feet. The takedowns definitely played a good part. Nurmagomedov, he might be fighting uh, Chimaev soon. <laughs> Seemed like he was one of the ones uh, in the crowd, you know, with the scuffle with uh Cosmot Cosmot with all the smoke from everybody. Yeah, but it'd be random people. And I wouldn't expect it to be from uh one of the Magomedovs. I didn't think it was like that. He trying to he trying to get back. He trying to get up there. He trying to get that get back. Yep. The boxing looked sharp, but Gazi's boxing did look look a little bit sharper. And the Magomedov, once again, wrestling saved the day <laughs> and got the W. It's like people don't be want to fight him. So it's just like, we'll see what happens next with him. It looked like Cosmot was supposed to fight Kobe Covington. 
I saw on UFC, and to me, that'll be a good fight because you're going to have to take a different approach to that. But we, we'll talk about it. Hey, with that one, it was a good grappling match. You know, I guess do what works for you and, you know, go to what's been working for you when you need it. So. Vulcan Ozdemir versus Nikita Krylov. And Nikita Krylov took the worst shots I've seen a human take, you know. And he, he, he still did his thing. <laughs> this was surprising. And, and it's... And I was surprised by Nikita Krilov's ground game as well. He was just being a constant threat. Mm-hmm. And he ended up pulling off with a W just based off of uh, Volkan's withering towards the end of the fight. And Nikita mm-hmm. Krilov was just still building. Cardio saved the day for him. Nikita Krilov got the W. Number 10. So it was just like, I don't know, light heavyweight. He looking he looking good and then light heavyweight. Next, Mahmoud Muradov versus... Seattle Brolo. This was another unanimous decision. It was a lot of unanimous decisions. It was a lot of decisions in general. So it was just like, that just means it was hard-fought fights. It means yeah. it was people who are somewhat similar in style, and sometimes it was some chances that didn't want to be taken, and it was some chances that was taken, but motherfuckers just not going to go out like that. <laughs> like, it was the, it, like, these people like could take a punch, clearly. Because they were not going out. Submissions were not just happening so easily. Yeah. And it was a rough time for a lot of people. You know, they had to go all three rounds. And I'm sure that's hell. Barlalo, um, he was out there just throwing up submissions left and right. So it was just like a constant threat that you had to be aware of. Even if mm-hmm. you thought you was out of it, he was throwing up another submission behind that. But uh, there were some times where he was playing more jujitsu than MMA and took some heavy shots to the face that I think could have been avoided because he got tunnel vision yeah yeah i think that's easy to happen but i think that like he was able to get up to the feet whenever he was like all right now it's time to get up to the feet you can see like the technique was there so much where it was just like all right it's time to get up he got up it was like all right it's time to try to throw submissions up throw submissions up and then that's when like you said getting all in that tunnel vision and you trying to pull an arm bar your face wide open like oh i forgot my bad yeah (laughs) my bad We could punch in here. I forgot. Makma, he did his job making sure that his wrestling was holding up as much as it could. It's just a stand-up game that's where he didn't have any love right there because Rolo definitely sharper on the hands, surprisingly, and he was touching and touching and touching. So it's like he was being very coachable. You know, Mm -hmm. he was listening to his coaches, especially from what we were able to hear on the side. Speaking of listening to their coaches... Bilal Muhammad defeats Sean Brady. Next. <laughs> didn't see that. Didn't see that coming. And you know what was funny? Extra funny about this? Sean Brady was like, knock who out? You haven't knocked anybody out. And then look what happened. Bilal Muhammad had like three, maybe two more hits because he was getting hit in the face consistently and his face was starting to swell. And then, but once Sean Brady nose started bleeding, apparently he's been having issues with his nose already. It was just like, uh, he just kept touching, touching, being consistent. And Bilal was on a mission. He was called out by somebody who's ranked lower than him. So I believe he wholeheartedly had a chip on his shoulder about this one. Sean Mm -hmm. Brady being undefeated and being called out, he definitely had to put a stamp on it. And he did. He also went and got additional training from Khabib and took his camp for a little bit. And look what happened. So look what happened when you invest in yourself. That's all I'm going to say. 
Yep. Yeah. This was surprising. I think they stopped it a little a little early. You know, no, they, he got hit for like 40 seconds without returning anything. Yeah. It was fair. I don't know. I think I thought he was still being active. He was moving his feet. Bilal was backing up just long enough for him to not throw anything at that time and then go back in and then back up. So Bilal did his thing. He jumped in there and that at that moment where he needed to or where he found out he was supposed to and he got the job done. I didn't think it was going to happen for sure. Like, Me either. But when I saw him working with Khabib, I was like, fuck, he going to wrestle more. So that's why, I was just like, that's why I was just like, damn, just the idea of that, like just the idea of that. But at the same time, Sean Brady wasn't acting like he was worried about it. The wrestling, like I didn't see him being worried, but. No, he was initiating takedowns. Bilal was not allowing that to happen. And it's because of Sean Brady's background yeah. in grappling, which is completely understandable. If you are a wrestler versus a grappler, grapplers, they have submissions. No. Wrestlers, they just try to hold you down. Yeah. Unless you, you know, allow those submissions to come into your wrestling, which is what a lot of people are not doing. But I don't understand why you're already down there. You're holding them down. You might as well try to submit somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the sport. Yeah. <laughs> But shout out to Bilal Muhammad, getting a W, actually getting it done. Got it. Done. You know what I'm saying? This is a, this is a huge W for you. You yes, did everything you needed to do to make sure your camp was right. You yeah. did everything you needed to do to make sure that like uh, your mental and like everything was right. So you did your part to make sure you get this W. So yeah, shout out to you on getting a W. Next, Caitlin Chukagian versus Manon Firo. And Manon Firo came through with the W, unanimous decision. Manon did more. I think that's the the main part of it. She was having bigger moments. Like it was it was kind of clear. Like it wasn't like a wow, what happened? We know. <laughs> number six now. So well, I don't she think ne- it's now. She's number one but, now. But she's number one now. So yeah. So that this was a huge fight for her. You know what yes, I mean? it so, was. She definitely trying to get her name in the mix. Mm-hmm. Now name consider name in mix <laughs> for sure. And she likes she's gonna be giving the flyweight some issues. So we'll see. We'll see. And her outfit was crazy. <laughs> her outfit was crazy when it was way in time. She didn't put her hand up at the standoff. I was like, okay, I really want to see how this turns out. She <laughs> the got Gucci it. suit. The Gucci suit with the Gatorboos with the fifth dog Gucci suit. <laughs> That was her. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next, Benil Damrouche versus Gamru. And Benil Damrouche came from under the rock and got this W. And now he's about to go back under the rock again. <laughs> I don't know. Like, do he be wanting to fight, though? I be wondering, like, do he be, he be I want to fight. I just be wanting to fight. I just like fighting, fighting. Like, but you don't be fighting. When you be I know, fighting. but it's like it's like preservation of your body too. It's like I'm gonna do enough to maintain my ranking. That's what I think it really is. Oh, and, okay, that makes sense. It, but... And to me, it is. This was like an old man fight, even though they're young. It was what? very. It gave That's me what I wanted to say. Go old ahead. Go ahead. Vibes like uncles, uncles fighting. Uh, yeah, they had you know good movements, but it wasn't enough for it to be like a young person's fight. You could tell they were seasoned. They're both seasoned. And and that's what I got from this fight. I'm not trying to take away and say it wasn't a good fight. It just gave me old man vibes. I'm about to say, well, 
you do that for 30 seconds and I promise you, you're going to throw up. <laughs> what they did, that was like high level wrestling, like what they were doing. Yeah, it did look like a drunk uncle fight, but at the same time, every one of those moves were like calculated moves. Like that was high level wrestling. I'm and, not saying it wasn't, but and, it just gave me old man vibes. That's what, <laughs> but that's what they, and like Benil Danbrew's hands was looking sharp. You know, sharp look. He, I thought his hands looked like a young man. That's what I was saying. Like, cause I remember you said it to me. You like, I thought it was like a, a, a old man uncle fight. And then that's when I went and watched it. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. I think it's is is Benil's uh, salt and pepper hair. I swear. I, that's what it's it probably, is. It, gotta it was be. probably the gotta pace be of the fight. The the pace of the fight is what gave me the old man vibes. I don't know. These motherfuckers was going even in the third round. That's why I was like, I'm, I'm, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, because it was, it was, of course, like Gamera was slowing down more than I've ever seen Gamera slow down. But at the same time, he, he kept going, which was surprising to me. He had so. a con consistent pace. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. I not disagree yeah. with you. Still gives old man vibes. Speaking of robbery. <laughs> What? Hey, uh, <laughs> Sean O'Malley defeats Peter Yawn. You know, the only thing that I could think of of why Sean O'Malley won his fight is based off damage. Uh, the knee to the face and, and Peter Yawn bleeding all over the place and Sean O'Malley not looking like he was touched very much even though he was touched enough and Peter Yawn had more output and he, was, he held the pace more. That is the only reason I can think of why he won this fight or a judge got paid off. I don't know. I'd prefer to go with the damage thing. But, you know, somebody got paid off. I think it's like two or three fighters on here. But we don't got to talk about that. Commentary team. You never know. Like, you never know who getting little cuts off the side. Man. No, commentary be coaching like they like they getting a little cut. Like, they got, like, their draft kings is rocking. But I had to watch this fight back because I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's not, it's not making sense. And then that's when I went back and looked, and then like every takedown that you see Peter Young get, it's not equivalent to like all the work that Sean Mal Sean O'Malley did outside of the knee, outside of the knee, like those heavy punches. Or was it the first round where they landed, where each knocked each other down in the first round, mm -hmm. and and that kind of neutralized everything. And because I know Peter Young came through and won the second, I know I know Peter Young won the second, but it wasn't by like a huge margin. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I looked at the first round that both of them getting a knockdown and then both of them getting takedowns, because remember at the end, uh, the end of the first round, Sean O'Malley got that take that little uh, jujitsu takedown, a little single yeah. leg. Mm -hmm. And that when Peter Young took Sean O'Malley down, he probably threw like two body shots while they was on the ground. And then they got up. Clearly Sean O'Malley won that because when they were standing up, he was having more moments when they were standing. That's, that's where you got narrowed down to now just to standing up. Because it's just like he was having bigger moments. He was causing more damage while they were standing up with the first round. So Sean O'Malley got the first round and uh, Peter Young got the second round by, cl by close margin. It's still close. So at the third round, I think I was like, okay, Sean O'Malley definitely pulled it out with the hands. Because like every takedown, it's like they're not looking at a takedown. A takedown is probably like a punch. A, a takedown is probably like a, they count it now as like a, like it's a, a you know, a, a significant strike. Mm -hmm. and okay we got a significant strike but the ground control time is down factor and you know he had that that ground control time for it was like four minutes or something 
And the whole time on the feet, Sean O'Malley was still having those big moments. No, and, uh, and what was the third? That was the third round when he got the knee. Yeah. So that really shined, like, bleeding all over the mat. Pideon getting the takedown, not doing anything with the takedown. They get stand back up. And he's still, this whole time, he's doing shit like this, like speed bag little punches on, on Peter Young. So he's still getting his points up. I don't know. I think I think that they 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 called it right with with Sean O'Malley getting a W. Like it was it was just the big moments that Peter Young was supposed to have, those wild kicks and Superman punches and all that stuff, like made it look like he was doing more. But the takedowns, like the takedowns were it's like they count them as significant strikes, especially if you're not doing any grounded pound. There was no grounded pound. There was none. Um, moral of the story, have a huge following and get some <laughs> get some clout behind you yep. and everything will be maximized when you do some stuff. Exactly. That's, so that, that's the moral of the story. And then a lot of fighters are trying to get their following up because they notice that that is making a difference on shots they, they, that they can call for themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I have noticed. So, and Sean O'Malley has a huge following. So, you know, get your followers up. It sucks if you're not a social media person, but it seems like that, like that's the avenue you have to go if you want things to happen faster for you. Next, Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. First, shout out to the champ. Shout out to the champ for getting it done. Yep. Yeah. Getting it done, fuck an arm out the socket. Yeah, because uh <laughs> rule number one, you don't post when you're on your way down, you break fall. He <laughs> fucked that up for himself. It popped out immediately. Him trying to post. Like nobody's new to this. You uh you brag about your your wrestling pedigree. That is something that they teach. And if you've been having these issues, then you should know most definitely not to do it because your shoulder can't hold the weight that's coming down on it. So you knew about this injury prior to this fight and they're talking about that's going to be the story. Fuck that. You got your W. A W is a W. He knew he had this injury and he was selfish not to take himself out of it. So what happened, happened and it needed to happen. I just wish Aljamain Sterling would have got it done in round one and just just took full advantage of it. But (laughs) either way, it happened in round two. He still got the TKO. But I would love to see this done in round one. Like... Like what? As soon as soon as his arm popped out the socket, he was really ready to explain himself. Like, and then it's crazy. Like a motherfucker talking about, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna show him to quit. I'm gonna show him to quit that he has. I'm I'm gonna show him to quit. Like what? Like (laughs) Aljamain didn't even know what was happening. You was quitting all by yourself. And then his 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 corner was yelling no mercy because they felt like Aljamain was trying to you know have mercy for him, but Mm -hmm. like. Fuck that. You talk all that shit. We are here. We going to war. And exactly. that's the only thing I wanted more for from Al Jermaine is just to take his head off yep. in the first round. Yep. And he did his thing. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. But at the, the wild part about it was if the wrestling was really like that, then the leg would not be in the air in the first place. You would have not been able to get your leg. If that's that's the whole point. That's the that is the main point. If like that would have been how the fight would have been going on. Like the fight would have been like that. For the rest of the time that y'all would have been going, you would have been on the ground fighting to get up, arm hurt or not. And I think that, like, it's so wild. First, they try to boss up how he came back. He was a man about what he did. How are you a man about taking steroids in, in a fight? Like, how? how? That's like you, bringing a you knife. You made that choice. That, that's like saying, like, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I brought a knife. 
I brought a knife. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and, and then Dana White, like, he was honest. He was a man about him bringing a knife to come stab. <laughs> the thing about it is, like, that. no, no parts about that was manly. None. Ooh. So it's just like, stop trying to elevate this man. Now you got to understand he came back to get the title shot. All right. Okay. Now what's next? We, he gonna, yeah. he not running that shit back. And, and then, and another thing, like if y'all still running footage and promos from when he was juicing and one, y'all didn't strip this man of his titles. That's messed up because he had, what, it was two or three title shots that he retained while he was juicing. That's fucked up. That's some, that's some trifling ass shit right there. And two, if y'all still running a promo crazy. for when he was juicing, that's <laughs> fucked up too. Like what, like what kind of message y'all sending at this point? Hey, you know, just do it. You'll take two years off, but you can come back. You can come back and you still have all your accolades. It's no issue. Don't worry about it. What? That's dumb. Yeah. Every time they show in the promo when he like, oh, I'm like, damn, look at that. Look at the juice just flowing. Juice is flowing. He on he on a high. And at the same time, every time he won on that shit, like his his face, like you could see how excited he really was. You, There was no excitement. There was shame. You know what I'm saying? The, the straight face and just like, yeah, yeah. There's shame on his face. This man was doing this because of emotional reasons. Like personal, you know, people that's only there's only one reason why people do that. You're already on top, you're already good. You know, you're already good at what you do. D1 wrestler, all that. Like you got to one up on all these guys and you want to add to that. Come on. Come on. Let's let's get it together. But shout out to the champ. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna dwell on all that. Yeah. You got the W and the thing and the, the way it happened, it was happened the way it was supposed to happen. Yeah, fuck that. That's the story. Yep. Oh, his shoulder yep. was broke. He didn't take himself out of the mix, yep. so that's his yep. damn problem. He said he didn't want to wait another year for a title shot. All right, yeah, you didn't. that's see selfish as hell. Yeah. All right, see you later. All right. Don't worry about it. You like, won't be back for a while. It's like it, see, he mm, some people just got personality things that just like just like they shine through over and over again. But next. I, I, I chalk it up to this. One person could not go home if they lost this fight. And <laughs> one person, they had their belt on a line. So there was a person who had more to lose. He had more yeah. on the line. They but think about think about what they had to do to prepare him for this. They said they spent over a million dollars, a million dollars in less than a year to help train this man to beat this man. So if somebody's saying that to me, I would feel very highly about myself because you had to do all this extra work just to come face me. And I appreciate it. I'm not going to take nothing away from him. He did a great job. It just, it hurt, hurt my feelings. Yeah. I'm about to say the boxing was elite from uh, Makachev. Uh, he was really getting through, which is how he got the knockdown and yep. the ground game. Like he, he looked. It was a few moments where where he understood that Oliveira was a complete threat, like all the way At around, all like, times. Yeah, like, and I guess he stayed safe. And once he got through his guard, he, 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 imme he immediately he went through in the middle and just kept sliding up. He, he didn't care about closed guard, and he just locked up the arm triangle and then that's when Oliveira was automatically like wow this shit is tight legs open and then that's when he got to the side and I was like fuck got to that I, shit I'm not gonna say well, no I don't even think he really paid. got to the side uh, you did he did he got he cleared yeah, the he shit cleared, out of that he cleared. that's what I'm saying like like once when, that's what people I noticed when people notice that shit tight already then they're gonna try to start fighting at first <laughs> trying to get to that side so the legs is open 
Yeah. I did I did that yesterday too, motherfucker. But go, go ahead. Feelings is hurt. I'm not gonna say Olivera was paid to, you know. Don't do that. No. I ain't gonna. I said I wasn't gonna do it, but it crossed my mind a bit. Not gonna yeah. lie, like that's crazy. But yeah. you know, he gonna come back stronger. We still here, do Bronx. I'm fine with you. Yeah, but shout out to the champ. Islam Makachev, new lightweight champion. That was the no cap recap. UFC 280. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Make sure you go rock with us on Apple, Amazon, Google, anywhere that you hear podcasts. Make sure you tune in with us. It's me, Armani T, and it's B, and it's the Roundhouse Roundtable. And we I use the heat as a sword. Cause keeping peace is important. They go keys for you. Say please. That's one, please, don't need, no one, that's two, please, don't leave, that's three, four, if you do.